The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The Prime Minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, saying he made a mistake. And this morning, he apologized repeatedly for not recusing himself from the government's decision to have the WE charity manage a $900 million student aid program. After weeks of trying to defend the sole source contract, Trudeau has done an about-face, saying his family's long-time involvement with the organization should have kept him out of the discussions. I have known, uh, obviously, for many years that my mom has been an extraordinary uh, advocate for mental health issues, a professional public speaker who works with a range of different organizations. Obviously, I knew uh, she worked with WE. Uh, I didn't know uh, the details of how much she was getting paid by various organizations, but uh, I should have, and I deeply regret that. His surprise apology follows revelations that his wife, his brother, and mother were paid a total of about $300,000 for speaking at WE events over the years. Now, last week, the opposition conservatives said they believe the controversy warrants a criminal investigation. They asked the RCMP to launch a probe into it. Uh, They want to see records related to the Trudeau family's speaking engagements. Uh, Conservative MP Pierre Polyev told Ryan Jesperson this morning they want to know how the contract for this program originated where this idea originated i believe that the prime minister is lying again when he says that this idea came from the public service i used to be the minister responsible for youth training programs and uh, the program that the prime minister claims he needed to bring we in to deliver already exists it's been delivered by the employment and social development department for the last 20 years it's called the canada summer jobs program very simple program if you're a charity you want to hire a student to do some community service you apply and the government will pay half their wages it's always been there and that's exactly what trudeau claims he's trying to create with this we this we contract if he really just wanted more young people working for more community organizations and charities he could have just expanded the canada summer jobs program but of course that would have been delivered by the nonpartisan public service and not by the organization that paid his family $300,000. Now, Ethics Commissioner Mario Dion is currently investigating Trudeau for a potential conflict of interest. Dr. Lydia Miljohn is an associate professor with the Department of Political Science at the University of Windsor. Dr. Miljohn, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Nothing like a scandal to get me back to the show. <laughs> I think the last time we talked was just before the federal election. In fact, I know it was. Uh, your thoughts on, on what's been going on here. How bad is this for the prime minister? And then my second part of that is how bad is this for the liberal party? Or is this all sticking on the PM? Uh, it's both. Um, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to know how bad this is or whether it's going to stick. I mean, I made the mistake of saying perhaps it's not going to stick given that all these other scandals haven't stick and Twitter went crazy on me and said, oh, you know, you're, you're defending him. I'm not defending him. I'm trying to figure out why Canadians continue to reelect a, a prime minister, which has had, you know, two ethics probes against him. This will be the third, you know, countless different misdeeds. And yet, you know, you look at the polls and he's over 40 
20%. We'll see if mm-hmm. that remains um, next week and for the weeks to follow. This is looking worse and worse, though. I mean, today it, he apologized, which we know he's the very good at apologizing about these mm-hmm. things. But it's starting to become even more problematic when there's reports coming out of the National Post that one of the co-founders uh, back in April said that the prime minister's office had reached out to him uh, and to their organizations to administer this job, which is completely in contradiction of their claim that, you know, the, the neutral public service recommended it. So I think that this one is, there's a lot more to it than they're, they're trying to make out. Lydia, you know, you, you mentioned uh, about how the Prime Minister is very good at saying story, uh, saying sorry and that uh, none of these scandals seem to stick to him, or they haven't yet, and we'll see what happens uh, in the weeks to come. But my gosh, he seems like he's continually saying sorry. What is it? What does he not get? You know, especially in this case, I mean, to me it would be basic that if your family is, you know, employed by this charity and you're making a decision to give a program to that charity that you would say, hey, I'm out of here. I can't get in on this. Does he believe he's untouchable? I I just can't wrap my head around it. Well, I think what we have to do is look at the timeline. And this is... This, this one caught people's attention because the dollar amount is so yeah. huge, right? Almost a billion dollars. But if you actually look back in the timeline, there is precedent for this, right? Back in um, 2018-19, I can't remember which, which year, they had given them a sole source contract uh, of $3 million. Nobody batted an eye. So there I'd have to question the opposition parties. Why are you guys not noticing that, that this charity got a sole source contract when that is clearly contra- contrary to the the procurement act you know when you when you look at procurement policy through the treasury board it's anything over twenty five thousand dollars has to go to a competitive bid and there's some exceptions one is if it's the only organization that can do it another one is if there is an emergency so when trudeau initially responded to this he basically fell on that part of the of the policy saying you know they're the only people who could do it um ignoring the fact that anything over even even an emergency anything over a hundred thousand still has to go to open yeah. bid. So he's clearly able to sort of skirt the rules and he gets away with it in the past. So he thinks, well, why would this be any different? What, what's the difference yeah. between a $3 million sole, sole source contract and a hundred, $900 million sole source t- contract? Both actually were wrong in the first instance. Um, so the Conservatives, well, we know that the Ethics Commissioner is um, investigating Trudeau for this potential conflict of interest. We know the Conservatives are calling for an RCMP investigation. Uh, they are saying that, quote, they believe the payment of these fees raises the issue to a potentially criminal level and represents sufficient grounds to be investigated by police. How far of an, how much of an investigation do you believe needs to be done right now? Do we, does it need to go as far as the RCMP or is the Ethics Commissioner um, you know, good enough to handle this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess what I, I don't understand is where is where is the illegality of it? Um, and 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 so if we go back to the scandals that we had with the Chen government, what was illegal there was that you know liberal friendly firms were given sole source contracts, and then they would. Um, filter money back to the Liberal Party. I mean, that was that was sort of the the money trail there. Here we isn't isn't quite the same thing. What's actually more problematic for me, and it's not really 
RCMP involvement or what was legal, illegal. It's, it's the ethics violation in and of itself that they have a sole source contract and that the Prime Minister's office looks like that they basically reached out to their friendly charity. But I actually think mm-hmm. it's a bigger problem because when you look at the WE Foundation and their association with Trudeau, is that essentially it almost seems like they're trying to recruit students so they can propagandize them for future elections, which I think is far more serious than any money trail. It's about saying, you know, and it's, 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 it's sort of what... If you go back to Trudeau the Elder and just the Liberal Party in general, one of the reasons behind their multicultural policy is it's a recruitment device. We know that when new immigrants come to Canada, they tend to... They tend to reward the government of the day when they became immigrants because they feel that, that that's the government that best represents their interests. How would that be any different than students, right? If you think back, it's like we know students don't vote, but if you were a student that received a nice little check because of your volunteer activities, wouldn't you then be more favorable to the Liberal Party because that was the government that was of the day when you were getting your boot? So I think that it's more insidious than what a lot of these people are, are referencing. and. And that's, I think, the bigger concern is, are they using this as a recruitment device for future voters? Um, it, it was interesting this morning, uh, Pierre Polyevra was on uh, the morning show with uh, my, my, my colleague Ryan Jesperson, and, and he said that uh, the Conservatives um, don't want to force an election over this because, quote, they want to make sure Canadians find out the truth before an election. Um, I, I also suspect there's a number of layers on that one as well. It's, you know, the, the, there's, no, there's no leader there. Uh, the NDP have no money. Uh, all of that. I, I, I'm wondering about going into a next election when we have a minority government the way that we do right now do you do you believe that if for example that an election was called if um you know there was a non-confidence vote in it in it and uh, we had to go back to the polls do you think that justin trudeau could lead the liberals to form another government minority or majority or do you think that he will step down beforehand no, I don't think he'll step down. I think he's, you know, he's shown that he, he feels entitled to the job. He's very arrogant. Um, he clearly doesn't know how to recuse himself just from a simple discussion. And, and to be fair, maybe the entire cabinet had to recuse themselves. I mean, every day we're finding out about a new yeah. minister who had close ties with this with this charity. First, it was Bill Marnot's family. Second, it was Seamus O'Regan, who directly had worked with the charity. So I think we'd have to ask ourselves who else amongst that um, cabinet had any dealings with this charity. But I I don't know. I I think that Trudeau um, thinks that that he's destined to be the prime minister, and he doesn't see any of this as a problem. He probably assumes that now that he's apologized, there's nothing to see here. Folks, move along. I think for the Conservatives and the other opposition parties, it's probably within their interest to wait at least until the next Ethics Commission uh, report comes through. And if it comes out negative towards the prime minister, that would be the time to, I think, have the vote of non-confidence because there's a there's a real compelling reason to say this house no longer has confidence in you. This is the third time that you have been in violation of ethics. You clearly do not understand the importance or seriousness of these of these relationships. Um, and and at that point, I think the and, and these things take a while. So I think at that point, the conservatives will have a leader and they'll be in a much better position. But 
the other thing we have to remember is that we are in a pandemic. People mm-hmm. are very vulnerable right now. They're worried about, you know, their jobs. The government has extended the wage subsidy till December. I mean, those are those will be your ballot box issues. And under the context of a pandemic, it's hard to say whether or not people will find this to be the most pressing issue or they'll be more concerned about being able to maintain some semblance of uh, being able to pay their bills. Yeah, interesting. Dr. Lydia Miljohn joining me this afternoon, uh, political science professor at the University of Windsor. Always love talking to you. I love your insight. I love your honesty on this one. I have to say, when you talk about um, how he is still polling right now and that kind of those approval ratings, it has been interesting, though. I've, I've witnessed it myself on social media of people that I know who have been longtime liberal supporters and longtime Trudeau supporters. Uh, you know, I think of one in particular yesterday saying, yesterday saying okay, enough enough I am done with I'm done with him he he does he's not getting it he you know you talk about that arrogance um, and 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 that to me was was a bit of a turning point and I think it will be interesting to see what kind of um, your results come from any inquiry and and how much more damaging it is to whatever brand it is that uh, that Trudeau has because I am starting to see some people getting really with him. Yeah, and I Long agree. Long-time liberal, but, liberal know, supporters. Well, liberal, but, but, but the key with this country, as we know, the key is where are the liberal supporters defecting from? If they're defecting <laughs> from Alberta, I hate yeah. to break it to you, but it's not going to make <laughs> no, a difference. Yeah. It's yeah. if they are defecting from the GTA and from yeah. the, the surrounding suburbs, then then we have some serious changes going on. Mm. But you know, Ontario is a very different animal than than Alberta, and certainly the, the players involved are very different. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Before I let you go, um, curious uh, about your thoughts about the conservative leadership and, and where you think that's going to fall. Unfortunately, they have just fallen off the radar because of the you know the pandemic mm-hmm. and this is where the liberals really have had the advantage where the, the prime minister is able to appear in, in our in you know in our television screens every single day if we you know bother to turn him on he's there where it, the leadership race for the conservatives has almost been invisible i think unless you're really a diehard card-carrying conservatives you're really not noticing it which may not necessarily be a bad thing it gives a it gives whoever ends up becoming a leader to be able to assert their their brand at that time and maybe get some uh, momentum but right now they they are kind of invisible just because of the the crisis mode that we're in i want to thank you for joining me this afternoon great to talk with you again thanks for this Nice talking to you, too. Talk to you soon. You betcha. Uh, Dr. Lydia Miljohn joining us this afternoon out of the University of Windsor. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Uh, I am not a Trudeau supporter, but had he mentioned this charity, then excused himself from an actual bidding process and had the WE Foundation won the bid, no problem. However, he went around it all wrong. Um, Daryl... Uh, weighing in on <laughs> on uh, on uh, who he thinks is going to be the next conservative leader, and he thinks it's going to be Aaron O'Toole. And Mournville Joe saying this afternoon, scandals by any of the main parties are overlooked by their supporters because of how fearful they are of the leadership of any other parties. That's not to say that supporters are not disgusted by what their party of choice does. They just turn a blind eye on voting day for fear of what the other party will do.